Hello, and welcome back to the Man I Love Film Podcast. I'm your co-host, Issa. And I'm Cho. Long time no see. For everyone else, it's been a normal amount of time. <laughs> yeah. It's been, a, it's been a minute. My goodness. What you been up to? <sighs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, School okay. And like life and like, you know, sometimes you're diagnosed with a mental health diagnosis and <laughs> you don't you don't take it seriously or care for it and it starts coming for you and no. then you feel like michael gubian being like they all hated me no. um <laughs> so <laughs> um <I'm> sorry yeah. <laughs> that's just how i've been but you know there's highs and there's lows Big Epic highs, highs and lows drag racing football <laughs> oh <laughs> but yeah how have you been how was your trip it was really fun um so i went to arizona and new york did a lot of things um yeah i mean not that i don't have friends where i'm living like here right now but uh it's just like like i'm always like a little bummed when i have to like leave a hangout especially with friends i don't see very often yeah but dang, this one took me by surprise. Like, I expected to be bummed. I have, like, post-hangout depression. Oh. But it's fine. It's just got me thinking a lot about how, like, all my friends want to live in different states. Not necessarily, like, from each other, but just, like, their ideal locations are, like, as spread out as possible. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know. Also, freezing cold in New York. So cold. And I'm always <laughs> like, I want to leave Florida. I don't know if I can do it. I get cold here. But also now I'm back. And I'm like, it's so hot. Let me leave. <laughs> so grass is always greener, I guess. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. I saw Sweeney Todd, which was really cool. I will get back to that towards the end of this episode. You'll see what I mean later. But yeah. Okay. Dang, that's so fun though. I have a I have a trip for next month that I'm really excited about. Um also seeing friends and I'm like very excited, but I know afterwards I'm going to be like dang, we all yeah. live in different places and we're going to have no, to make it I <laughs> It for real had me considering, I was like, do I want to live in Arizona? I don't think do I do, but I oh. don't think. <laughs> it's just, it's also hot there. It was hot sometimes when I was there, cold at night. And I was like, I mean, it's wet hot here. Mm-hmm. But like, for the most part, it stays under 100. I feel like yeah. I'm going to say that and people are going to be like, that is too hot. But um, Arizona, from what I understand, gets above 100 frequently. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe I'll have to visit in the summer and then we'll re reevaluate. I feel that, though. I have also for like, because I'll be in school forever, have to soon decide where like I'm going to live for the next four or five years. 
And I've also been debating the dang, should I move back to Florida? Um, or kind of like staying south of anything south of like where that line is of like North Georgia. Basically the line of like where it snows very often versus where it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of staying south of that line. But also for like the education I want and the work I want to be doing, legislation in the southern states, in the United States in general, is not very good. Um, for basically most people in the United States, it's not good. So even outside of education, kind of like a where do you want to be living, where you feel safe and happy and where nurtured. the inevitable civil war is going to break apart. Like, I swear, I saw that, what was it, last week they banned sociology as a gen ed for colleges in Florida. Some of y'all need to learn about other people. Like, that's that's it. Like, I need y'all to for real open a book because there's just no way. Like, how are you banning, how are you banning words like multicultural? How are you banning AP psychology courses how are you banning sociology how are you banning like just like also just like diverse courses like what are we doing right now multicultural centers things like that why are we banning these things i yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm having a real issue because i also don't want to live in snow How did you handle the snow recently? Because I know it snowed over there for you. I <laughs> like it's it's so nice to sit inside and watch it. Um, but Don't in my play in it. because yeah, because my hands get really cold. And um in my head, when I see the sun is out, I used to be a warm day. That's just like my existence has always been like that. I just assume it's going to be hot and I would open my door and it would be nine degrees on a sunny day. And I was like, the sun doesn't even burn on my skin. Like nine the, degrees. You know what burns? The bitter cold. The bitter cold burns on my skin. It was like negative two one morning when I woke up and I was like, I shouldn't have to see a negative before a number when I wake up in the morning. I, um, I ended up buying croc boots. I call them croots. And I would wear them in the snow so uh-huh. that I could go take my trash out because they slip on and off and they're rubber. So the water doesn't melt, like the ice doesn't melt into my boots. So my feet stay warm inside. And they're very easy to slip on and off because, of course, they're crocs. Um, but every time I took a step, the snow compact under my boot. And it would leave the Crocs logo and my size shoe. So you could see everywhere I've stepped. Your neighbors are like, oh, Akshel must have been here. Yeah. <laughs> like, with me with my Croc, my fur, my fur topped Croc boots, my croots, if you will. Um, but I really enjoyed them. Like, you know what? It, it's like, croots are fun if no one's in your ear telling you they're ugly and bad. <laughs> we have to start making a list of all the things that are you you're like blank 
are enjoyable if no one's in your ear. <laughs> Just like this movie. Just oh, like what? these movies that we're covering this that we're covering this week. These are good when no one's in your ear telling you they're bad. Like no one's in your ear critiquing them. They're good. <laughs> like <laughs> With that being said, uh, this week we watched The Fast and The Furious. Not to be confused with Fast and Furious. Yeah. I had to check which one we were watching because I was like, one of these, they have almost the same name. I don't know why we start over on the naming system, but one is from 2001 and one is from 2009. We are what we watched the 2001 movie, the first installment, which makes sense. Yes, because we could not start. <laughs> like, I think the Fast and Furious one is the fourth one. So that's why we had to start at numero uno. <sighs> I we chose put up the a- movie this week. <laughs> You you gave me the options of yes. um this Aquaman or Rylane and I had never heard of Rylane before. I think I might have heard of it, but like I didn't know anything about it. And mm-hmm. I was at work, but then I just saw the options of this and Aquaman, and I was like, "That's oh, yeah. let's put up a poll." Real um so. My reasoning for all three of those, Rylane, I heard is really good. It's a uh, rom, I think it's it might be a rom com or it might just be a romance. I think um, it, I started hearing about it afterwards. Okay, yeah, no. So I've been wanting to watch it, um, and I was just like, okay, that might be a good option. This came up because I kept seeing those Aquaman edits where they'd be like every time they blow up in Aquaman or like every time a bomb goes off in Aquaman and they like comically slide across the screen and I was like what is going on here and then I think you told me that it did how much money like in like domestic and international for Aquaman 2 I think it was something like 1.5 billion worldwide like (laughs) I was like I gotta see what they're on like, I want to know what they're on. And that's why I offered Aquaman. Because <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never even seen that first one. And then this came up. <sighs> because I love Fast and Furious. I, I've become a fan within the last, I want to say, year and a half, maybe two years. I've become a fan of this franchise. And I just thought... You know, it'd be so fun if I made someone else start this because I made my sister and my brother start the series with me. And I think we got up to six. Um, so we have, I would say, four movies left, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there to 10. Yeah, this is my very first time watching any of the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is why I made you watch the first one, because some people will have you watch which may be arguably one of the best Fast and Furious movies, Tokyo Drift first. But no, I just want to start you where we started day one. Yeah, I remember the, uh, I can't, I don't think I was with you guys this time, but we were doing um, trivia at that place where we have beef with the trivia man. And 
I think he needed like a tiebreaker or something or it was just like general movie questions. I didn't know a single thing about any of these movies, but I was like, I always hear people talking about Tokyo Drift. So I'm just going to guess that one. It, it had to be like a Fast and Furious movie. Like you had to choose from those. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to go with Tokyo Drift. I was correct. Don't remember what the question was. Dang. But, and it's got, what's her name in it? Something, something Aoki. Is it Devin Aoki? Are you talking about Devin Aoki? Yeah. Wait, Gotta no. At least get Devin up to Aoki that. is not in that one. <laughs> Devin Aoki is in Too Fast, Too Furious. My bad. <laughs> Devin Aoki is in Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, Tokyo Drift is mainly like the music for Tokyo Drift is so crazy. It's that song. Everyone knows the Tokyo Drift song. Like, do you not know the Tokyo Drift no, song? No, I know it, but I'm trying to remember how it goes. Oh, okay, never mind. I got it in my head now. It's that, like, first, like, three seconds. Where is it? <laughs> like, everyone knows it. Like, <laughs> it's iconic. These movies, I think, in my opinion, um, if there's ten of these, there's something about it. There's something about it to keep 10 movies going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what that something is. But I, There's something different like... in every movie. But it is something to get you going to the next one. Do you want to read the, the letterbox summary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Fast and Furious 2001. The Fast and the Furious. Sorry. 2001. Directed by Rob Cohen. Live life a quarter mile at a time. Dominic Toretto is a Los Angeles street car or street racer suspected of masterminding a series of big rig hijackings. When undercover cop Brian O'Connor infiltrates Toretto's iconoclastic crew, he falls for Toretto's sister and must choose a side, the gang or the LAPD. Um like <laughs> how how do you feel about that <laughs> summary? Okay, so I didn't know before I watched this that one Paul Walker was in the very first movie, and therefore what? I assume most of them, or if not all of them, until he died. And I remember when he died, rest in peace. That uh, mm-hmm. you know, like it was a huge thing, and I had never yeah. seen any of them. So, and I had never even heard of him before, and I was just mm-hmm. like what is good i mean like that's so sad but also who is this man like i've never heard of him for some reason i thought he was only in the one movie before he died oh no him and vin diesel are like the core of these movies until paul walker passes also i didn't know that he was a cop in this movie and until well okay so i read the summary before i watched it so i was like oop hope that wasn't supposed to be like a surprise or anything <laughs> i think it kind of was i mean it happens like in the middle so it's not like like a huge twist or anything but i was like oh i wonder if i would have been like oh my gosh yeah i knew going in the deal 
dang that is so crazy so i watched these for the first time i think it was like one of my first few weeks that i had moved to mexico and i was like low-key living alone and like my roommate and i just met each other and i was like you know what i need something to fill some time and i was like i'm gonna watch all the fast and furious movies because i had just been meaning to get to it and i knew fast 10 fast x was gonna come out so i watched it but i also (laughs) i didn't read the synopsis or anything so when brian was revealed to be a cop i was like Like, no, he's a cop. Um, (laughs) I guess if you want, we can loosely go through the plot, um, a little better. So, Brian is a guy who works at a car shop, and when we're introduced to him, he works at a car shop and he spends a lot of time at the Toretto Cafe, um, mainly around Dom Toretto's sister Mia, but. Dom is also there. Dom and his girlfriend Letty, and we have Vince, his be- Dom's best friend, and Jesse, the car guy, and I believe his name is like Liam or something. The other guy, kind of additional. Leon. Leon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't we don't know hear he from him much. <laughs> when we were picking who to recast, I was like, I know this man's important somehow. I can't tell you a single thing he does the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah. So he's really trying to get involved and like get the respect of Dom because immediately Vince does not like him. Vince hates Brian (laughs) with a burning passion and tries to get him kicked out and fired and everything. So Brian shows up to a street race because Dom and his crew are well known there. And he throws down his pink slip, which is basically like the title of his car. For this race. And obviously he loses. Because Dom wins. Dom Dom wins. I, I This is just a pattern that happens in all of these movies. Dom wins. I'm sorry, in y'all. Words, <laughs> in the words of Dom, doesn't matter if you lose by... If you win by one inch or one mile. One mile. <laughs> he wins. Winning um, is winning. <laughs> yeah. So the cops end up showing up because they're street racing, which is illegal. And Dom has a record. So he's trying to escape. Everyone splits. And the cops are chasing Dom. Brian picks him up and saves him. And they're kind of talking. And it's revealed that Dom has stalked Brian. Like he's like, I know of your like re- like your um previous like criminal reports or whatever. And then he tells Brian that he was also in jail for two years while they're having this connection moment they're like slowly building their friendship they get (laughs) they get kind of like kidnapped low-key by a gang of people on motorcycles who are shown to be a character johnny tran and his cousin which i forget his cousin's name but it's like a rival group to dom and apparently they had a bad deal previously and dom slept with Johnny's sister. Ooh, scandal. And (laughs) it ends up that Johnny and his friends shoot up the car that Brian now owes Dom. Car is cooked. The car is done. Because there's Nas in it. Yeah, (laughs) there's... 
nitrous oxide which if you've watched theater camp from what i understand is the tear stick of the drag racing world what is the difference (laughs) between drag racing and street racing or are they the same thing they're different so like i think drag racing is the ones that have they go in a straight line and they have parachutes Uh, that's what i'm thinking (laughs) <laughs> that's the difference yeah but anyway not no shut up. Are involved. <laughs> and so him and brian walk slash get a taxi back to dom's house and dom invites him in and they have the first beer of fast and furious and of course it's a corona they have to have a corona and dom lets him know he owes him a 10 second car so we then <laughs> your face i still don't know what that means a 10 second car <laughs> i think it's like in my head because i don't know cars it feels like you know when star wars people are like the millennium falcon is I, like <laughs> i'm reading pie the orange tree still because i took a long break from it and in that book, they're like the kingdom of Venice and the kingdom of Leja and, and the Barathnet house and, and the Ichnumont. And like, that's what it feels like. It's just like being bombarded with terms that I like you. You could have, I was about to say, you could have told me anything was like factually correct in this movie, but I actually rescind that thought. But I'll let you continue before I. explain why that's how i feel about this 10 second car thing um i'm i'm gonna google it right now because i've seen all of these movies and never even looked it up here while you're doing that i'll explain why i rescind my thought they (laughs) have like all this inspector gadget stuff going on in their cars and i'm looking at these like programs on their computers, their laptops inside of their cars. And just like, how does any of this make sense? Like you've got like seismograms and stuff in there. And like, you look like you're mixing like a track. I don't understand how any of this relates to your car. (laughs) That one guy who's playing a game in his car. He's playing a car race game in he his car. He literally has it like hooked up to a controller. <laughs> and that is how he is controlling his car. Okay, so I looked up 10 second car. Quite simply, it's a car that's fast enough to drive a quarter mile drag race in 10 seconds or less. That's what I figured. I was like, it must be able to do something within 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so they make it to they have the beer. And the next day we find out Brian is in fact a police officer. He gets pulled over and like fake arrested by I think he's trying to get an FBI position. So that's why he's doing this undercover work. Because they're following a ring of like semi-truck robberies. And when we start the movie, we see that they're stealing those like big TVs, you know, the big hefty block ones. <laughs> That's what they're stealing in 2001. <laughs> like, oh, this is what <laughs> I'm working with. Yeah. 
And Brian at this point already doesn't think that Dom is the one doing it. So Brian, because he owes Dom a car, brings him a torn up car, like bad. But under the hood, I guess like whatever cars mean, like the engine is salvageable or something that it's like good. So Brian ends up working at the shop and he invites him to a big competition in the desert. It's called Race Wars. <laughs> it's called Race Wars. <laughs> and <laughs> so <laughs> Jesse, their, their mechanic friend, helps Brian and they design a new car. And Brian is kind of becoming incorporated in the family. And Vince is still mad. Vince is horrendously mad and we have the first barbecue of the fast and furious saga oh there's more oh there's one every movie if there's <laughs> not a family barbecue where they say grace i just know there's it. a last supper allegory somewhere in one of these other nine movies <laughs> <laughs> so after which brian asks out mia and him and Vince, like, Vince is mad. Vince hates Brian because apparently Vince has been trying to see Mia. But whatever. At work, because Brian works at this car shop. And also, he low-key sleeps there, but we'll get into that later. He takes an order from Hector, who is another group of car guys who race. And Hector shows up asking for the fixings for, like, three Honda Civics, which he knows are the cars that are, like, doing these robberies and so he thinks okay let me let me see what they got under the hood like let me see if these cars match so he goes to Hector's garage and he's snooping around when Vince and Dom show up they were following him and Vince is like he's a cop he's a cop he's a cop and all these things and Brian's like no I'm just checking out the competition I'm just checking out the competition and it is not a good performance. I'm going to be very real. It is not convincing whatsoever because they were about to kill him. Like Dom and Vince were going to kill him if he was a cop. And instead they end up going to Johnny Tran's garage. And while they're there, they see Johnny torture the store owner because all of his engines are gone. Which I don't think we ever get an explanation for. They're just gone. Oh, there's a lot we don't get an explanation. <laughs> um, so back with the FBI, they think Johnny is the one who did it because Brian's like, this guy is crazy. And Hector's cars don't match the ones that they're looking for. And Brian still says he's innocent. Um, so like... Brian still thinks that Dom is innocent. Him and Dom become closer. Dom tells him about his dad's tragic accident, showing him the iconic muscle car. The black muscle car. And how he kind of attacked a guy. Low-key. But we have nine movies to get through that. <sighs> Me and Brian go on a date together, and... He finds out about the whole crew, how they became besties, how everyone kind of came together. And then she starts driving crazy. And as they're like having their date, another one of the semi robberies happens. And the semi truck drivers are carrying like bats now. 
they're like batting people and the fbi chooses to go and like infiltrate johnny tran and arrest him like they're they're just arresting johnny but it turns out they have nothing on him because brian said they had nothing on him and they're like brian you're so dumb you only have three days to figure this out you caused all of this and so they think dom is the guy he doesn't think dom is the guy and they're like you have to choose between us and dom so dom and brian go to the beach for lunch like chill guys do you know just have a nice lunch with your bestie and brian's like dom let me in like i know you're making extra money somehow like implying that he's like stealing and dom is like let's see how you do at race wars i will never <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so there's no way that wasn't a phrase when they made this movie <laughs> at the competition <laughs> Jesse throws down his pink slip Jesse is the guy helping around the shop and he loses to Johnny and instead of like giving him the car he runs away which they immediately know Johnny's gonna chase him <laughs> literally me but yeah so um, Johnny tells everyone that the cops did raid his house and then Dom, Letty, and Vince leave in the middle of the night. And Brian is like, Mia, they're like leaving in the middle of the night. Like, this is crazy. Like, I know about it. And she's like, what are you even talking about? Like, she's like gaslighting him. And, and then he's like, they're going to get killed. And then they decide, okay, yeah. And we find out Dom and the crew were in fact <laughs> the ones robbing the semi-trucks the whole time. And this was, like, going to be their last big job before I think they all moved to Mexico or something. They were all just, like, planning to flee. So this time, it all goes wrong. The truckers are carrying guns now. And as they're trying to do a job, Vince gets stuck. Like, his arm gets, like, wrapped in, like, some sort of, like, chain or something on a car or on one I of the trucks. I think they, like, shoot, like, a grappling hook through the window and then he gets his arm like wrapped in it something like that like it's a rope or something but his his arm is like mangled like like really really in there like i fully thought that i was about to watch this man lose his arm yeah it's (laughs) bad (laughs) um so eventually brian and mia show up and they get they save vince and like Letty's car flips and like all these things happen but they do save Vince but he is going into shock like he is losing too much blood he's gonna die and so Brian does the only thing he can do and he calls for an emergency helicopter to come and get Vince because he's a cop and so Dom realizes Vince was right (laughs) like Vince was right if I were Vince, I guess that, like, it's solved because he does save his life. But, like, I'd still be so mad. Like, Vince does end up being right, being so suspicious and hating Brian. <laughs> anyway, so Dom takes Mia and Leon and they run away because the the, the helicopter comes and gets Vince and Vince is saved. So then Brian's left chasing them 
where they meet at Dom's house and they start like arguing him and Dom. But then Jesse pulls up and Jesse's only there for like a minute before Johnny comes and they do a drive-by shooting, killing Jesse, which is very sad because I like Jesse. He had so much potential. I know. He could have gone to MIT. I know. So what happens is that him and Dom are mutually about getting Johnny. But they're about getting Johnny on very different terms. Um, (laughs) Brian is trying to arrest Johnny. And Dom is trying to kill Johnny. Which they're chasing each other and Johnny. And Dom gets to Johnny first. So then Brian is chasing Dom at that point. And they meet at a light. And they race one last time. They, they they speed past a train. Like there's an oncoming train and they make it and they both look at each other like we did it and like smile. Such a romance movie. <laughs> they all I know are. that there is a ton, like there has to be a hefty amount of fan fiction. There is a full like 30 minute video oh essay gosh. on YouTube. If you look it up about Too Fast, Too Furious with Brian and his friend Rome and they it's they're like this has such such severe like not severe but like (laughs) like there are gay like basically overtones in this movie it's yeah you should watch it it's good it is good um because it makes sense it makes sense but anyway so in the last second, when they're looking at each other, Dom is hit by a semi-truck. Has a Quinn Fabray moment in that one season finale from Glee. Yeah, like full on, his car flips, and he's fine. But the car is, re- well, his arm is kind of hurt, but the car is wrecked. Um, and in the end, Brian helps him get out, and like they're waiting because they can hear the police in the background. Brian gives him his keys so he can escape. And he says, I still owe you that 10 second car. I is that oh, there's also an end credit scene where he does go to Mexico. Um, Dom goes to Mexico and he's just like, I'm in Mexico. And then, then is the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I had so many questions after this. Because <laughs> from what I under, like, from all the lore that I've just passively picked up about this franchise, mm-hmm. my, again, like Star Wars, no one is actually ever dead. So I was like, does um does Jesse somehow return? Um, from what I remember, no. Yeah, I I looked stuff up because I was so confused. I was like, why are they racing each other? What is the point of this? Like, so I was like, let me make sure I didn't miss anything. So I looked up 
like a summary and Jesse's like wiki page just came up and I clicked on him and it had the little like cross thing next to him and I'm like okay so he's like dead dead yeah Jesse does not come back but in the movies spoiler (laughs) many characters do return (laughs) I was surprised that he stays dead I was like, what happened to Vince? We never see if he made it out okay. Like, I assume he did, but I was like, we get zero closure. Yeah. Any what other questions did you have watching this? Because um, I mean, I guess those were like my two main ones. Um, <laughs> I guess I was just also surprised that they were the ones stealing it. I was like, so they were right. Yeah, the whole time they were right. It's just that Brian was for real having the found family over his like objective views. Also, I was like, this whole NOS thing. Everyone have it in their cars? Like, and if they can't, like if it's just a matter of like whether or not you can afford to put it in your car, like, is that not cheating? And if everyone has it in their car, then are we not all on the same, like, level playing field? Like, I don't understand. No. So, Nas helps you, obviously, go faster. But the thing is, is that depending on the time of the race that you use it, it's, like, when you use it, that becomes more helpful. So, like, in other movies in the series, there are people who have, like, objective like not objectively but like they have more nas or something like that but they use it not strategically they kind of just like zoom but like then the other person has remaining nas at the end of the race because they haven't used it (laughs) so (laughs) it's and and you know what they could be lying to me that could not be the reality but in the fast and furious universe (laughs) like the strategy of using it is somewhat helpful or powerful in some way (laughs) yeah those were all my questions okay um what what were things that kind of like stood out to you you liked you didn't like were crimes um okay so we'll get to my our ratings later but i just like to say i did enjoy this in like a in the way that i enjoy akatar you know yeah, <laughs> it's it's like good. I don't even want to call it like trashy. It's like it's it's good fun. It's nothing like mm-hmm. Oscar worthy, you know. Not that, but it doesn't need to be. Like it's just like good fun. And this one was already insanely ridiculous. And I know they go to space. <laughs> and I know John Cena's in the future ones. I know a lot. Of Debbie Ryan, right? Josh Dunn or something like that. He, yeah. He, um, I almost said Pete Wentz. Pete Davidson. Yeah, they show up in the like, later ones. Yeah, so in, my interest is peaked. Um, did I say already Spy Kids energy? Like adult Spy Kids energy? Yeah. Some of the effects in this were killing me. <laughs> like, when they're... This is just the like one that I happened to write down, but I know there's so many moments I've just forgotten already. But like, when they're racing each other, there's this like slow motion filter, but it's not like a smooth slow motion. It's nope. like a stuttering, like a like a double vision kind of thing. 
Yeah. It's the editing is so fun to me. It it just reminds me of so many movies from that era. Uh like um like Agent Cody Banks. I don't know if you saw those, but the editing of those movies is so early 2000s. I did see them, but I don't really like remember them. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like yeah. that where it's like early 2000s editing, like pan out cuts, like where uh, it's there's something about it. The the aesthetic of it though, I eat it up. I love it. I love it. All everyone in this movie, tan, fit. A little sweaty, just a little, just like a little gleam on them, and and that the orange sepia kind of tone over the whole movie. I eat it up. I'm sorry, I eat it up. I was eating up Letty the most. I was like, yes, oh yes. Every time that what's it, Dom flirted with some random girl. She has some internal misogyny to work on, but it's 2001, so I'll forgive her. I was like, you have the most beautiful woman I have ever seen in my entire life. That's my mom. (laughs) I was like, what What are you doing, sir? Also, I'm not clear on what their age gap is, because at one point they're like, when she turned 16, he noticed her. I was like, how old was he when that happened? So here's my thought, because watching these movies, also, you're like, how old are they? Because when they show up to the Dom's house, they're having like a party. Like there's a party there kind of happening without Dom, which is why he gets mad. And he's like, Brian is my friend now. Um, Mia's doing homework. So it kind of seems like, notice that. yeah, she's doing homework in her room. Like she's writing and like has a book out. So in my head, I think that Letty and Mia are probably maybe 18. Oh, both and of them? I think because they're close to similar ages, I think so. And then I think that Dom and Vince are probably early 20s like supposed to be in this movie because i looked it up at one point and they were like dom is supposed to be 24 in this movie <laughs> like the character of dom is 24 well i think vin diesel was already in his 30s yeah, when I they started filming these movies the actors were he was 34 and michelle yeah. rodriguez was 23 oh yeah so i think there was her and mia were supposed to be like letty and mia were supposed to be younger them. I got the impression that Mia was maybe still like late teens, but that Letty was maybe like a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be it worse too. if they're the same age. I guess <laughs> I mean if he's twenty four, then like whatever I guess. And if they're both above eighteen, like still kind of because when yeah. you're that young, that makes a difference still. But um, yeah, I was like the math is not mathing. Um, also, I just had to say this beginning of the movie, like first five minutes, he Brian walks into this shop. It's a sandwich shop or, or they have sandwich. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if they're an auto it's shop like that just sells sandwiches. No, he has he has an auto shop and a cafe, okay. which like, OK. Yeah. And Mia is working this cafe and he's been coming here for sandwiches like every day for like weeks or something. And he mm-hmm. makes this girl 
cut the crust off. He's a grown man. And she's like, no crust? And like, no way you are going on a date with this man. He doesn't even eat his crust. I will admit something, though. So when the gang walks in, because it's just, I think at this point in the cafe, um, Mia is serving the counter and Brian's the only one in there. So the gang walks in, Letty, Vince, um, Jesse, and Leon, and they walk in, and Jesse and Leon like kind of walk walk around, and they look at they look at Brian, and they're like, "He's beautiful. I like his hair color. I do too." <sighs> the little like blonde tip, the the blonde dye job that they have on Paul Walker in this movie, unmatched, unmatched truly because it's so beautiful. And then the second movie, they change his hair. They cut his hair. And I want them to give it back to him every time. I just feel a little sad. Because I love I love the way Paul Walker looks in this movie. Specifically oh, this movie. He's really attractive in this movie. But, like, they immediately shot themselves in the foot with the crust. I was like, <laughs> I, I know it's crazy. hung up on it. But why did you put that detail in there? Like... I cannot buy that this man is doing all of this like badass racing and he doesn't even eat the crust on his sandwich. Also tuna, it's it's already a tuna yeah. sandwich and and you won't. <laughs> Maybe he just likes a really soft like, sandwich. He might as well just go to the chum bucket at this point. Like, <laughs> you get a tuna sandwich at a combined garage cafe. <laughs> No crests. Criminal. Ba- he was the real criminal in this movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, we- you were talking a little earlier about Letty's like internalized misogyny. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, they're walking around and she's constantly calling like every girl. Granted, that interacts with her boyfriend. And also like to an extent that like, I mean, he's encouraging it. And I- I- it took me so long to even like, confirm to myself whether or not they were actually dating or if she's just like into him and is like back off but like every woman she comes into contact with who breathes in dom's direction she's like you're a dirty slut you're this you're that and i'm like can we (laughs) okay calm down she's like i like cars and i'm not like other girls (laughs) she doesn't say it exactly like that at one point Dom is talking to two girls and she sniffs the air and goes, I smell skanks. (laughs) Which is such a crazy line. I had to write it down. There's a slur or two thrown around in this movie as well. Yes. Like... This movie is definitely from 2001. Let's say that. Um, because there are just some things where I'm like, damn. Yeah. And then, um, last but not least, my last note was that the music is killing me. <laughs> it just jumps in. Like, I can't even remember anymore. Also, I was picking up on like, do they sample 
the soundtrack in that song see you again what so like there's this like little there's like these notes that play in the background sometimes and then you know that song that was like a tribute to paul walker yeah that one's in fast seven okay because i was like these notes in the background sound familiar am i just imagining things or do they incorporate the soundtrack into that song like yeah, I didn't care enough to look it up. I was trying to focus on the movie. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that like eventually it could be that like they pulled those notes and then just like eventually made the song. Um because that song was everywhere that year. It's still everywhere sometimes. Yeah. I think that they did they sing it for this year's like Golden Globes or like Emmys like in memoriam. I swear they like I, I think no they idea. sang it. I think that cuz I who sings that? Charlie Puth? Yeah, it's Charlie Puth and Okay, yeah. Was Khalifa, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm 99% sure I saw somewhere and like it came up on my No, yeah, it was from this year because Angus Cloud was in the in memoriam and it was Charlie Puth playing the piano. So I'm 99% sure it was that song. And I fully thought until like I saw a celebrity in there that I recognized that like had died last year um that that was from like years ago that this video I was watching was from years ago because I was like why are they singing this song again in 2024 it it won't go away I'm not gonna lie watching it at the end of if you ever get to fast seven that's an emotional scene no i don't deny it and like i'm sure that i would like the song more if it were not so overplayed when you were talking about the music i think at some points the music kind of just like bumps in like they just like it's just like yeah <laughs> yeah so um this movie won the most intrusive intrusive musical uh score for the stinker awards oh i thought like, you're gonna the say stinker the Razzies. bad movie awards no so like it's like that award thing where it's like <laughs> the worst movies of the year and they won yeah, the Razzies the are like the same thing basically yeah I think if I've got the name right Stinker yeah so um so it wasn't just that... that it was from 2001 it was also insane for 2001 <laughs> yeah it was still like kind of crazy for the music to just kind of like jump in um one thing that I was kind of confused on is, like, why does Brian live in the car shop? He's an undercover cop. They couldn't give him an apartment. Like, he lives in the car shop. He takes Mia back to the car shop. Ladies, your date takes you back to a car shop. Your car shop. Your family's car shop. No, no, no. He works at a different car shop. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He works at two car shops. He works at okay, Dom's gotcha. and this other guy's. I knew that, and but I didn't catch cop. which one he takes. Him to. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, and then the stunts, some of them were pretty cool. Specifically, where Letty goes under the truck, I was like, yeah. Play. I think one of the best things about these movies, especially the first few, is that the stunts are really good. Like, unironically, the stunt work on these, on these movies is incredible because the first few where they're not in space, like, they're really doing some that crazy is an insane stuff with these cars. 
like it's it's really good i think it's a really good really good action sequences in general and yeah like you can't deny it it's good stunt work it's good action like straight out these movies are good action like there's a reason people like them like you were saying it's kind of like junk food it's just a good like action movie to watch like you just like put it on and you don't have to like really be on it like you're just like watching a movie you know what i'm saying in the words of harry styles my favorite thing about this movie is it's a movie i will admit there is one crime <laughs> well there's several crimes that this movie commits but one of them that i wrote down is that there is a montage at one point where johnny is getting arrested and they're like breaking down the doors of his family's house and this is interspliced with like dom and letty in the garage making out like and there's like the song over it and i'm like how do any of these ideas come together like, like it doesn't make sense also did we talk about how fine uh what's it yeah what's his name again johnny johnny I was like, I didn't know that the villain was not going to be a random 40-year-old white man because I don't know why that's the vibe that I got from, like, I think because I've just seen John Cena in so many trailers, <laughs> and I'm like, is he the villain? It means, like... <laughs> yeah. Johnny, Johnny is not... Uh, sorry, Johnny is not a good guy. He is, unfortunately, the villain. He is fine. <laughs> Yeah. R.I.P. him. Because <laughs> they get him. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's interesting, like, how much lore they set up. Like, I think that there's an offhand mention to his brother, and then we never hear, like, I, I knew he had a brother from the trailers, mm -hmm. but, like, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting him to be mentioned at all in this movie because I knew John Cena wasn't in this one. And I was like, Oh, like they they planned this out. Like, they no, they did not. They didn't. So a lot of these things, you'll watch one movie and it'll build on the next one. Like they'll pull something and be like, okay, we're gonna reference back to the original movie. So like the second one, the second one does not even have Dom. So Dom what? is not in the second one. It is Paul Walker, Brian, and his best friend Roman Pierce. Because Brian at this point is trying to get back into the FBI and they make him go undercover again. So him and Roman work together to like do a job. Eva Mendes is in that movie. She's beautiful. Um, and so that's the second movie. The third movie is Tokyo Drift. Completely different crew. Whole movie is like teenagers in Tokyo. They're battling against like like drifting they're drifting cars and like doing this whole thing this american kid gets sent there he's an army brat and he is like in tokyo trying to learn how to drift trying to learn how to drive and dom comes up in the end credits then we hit four and we're back baby dom is back in these movies and then tokyo drift doesn't occur i think canonically until after five or six So, like, they will bring back characters 
and completely pretend that zero years have passed when it's been 10 years since they filmed that movie. And we we just as Fast and Furious fans have to suspend our disbelief. So they didn't know that there was going to be a second movie. No, it was such a big success at the box office, though, that they were greenlit for the next movie. So they had to at least have hoped, because then I'm just left to believe that they were never going to explain <laughs> whether or not Vince survived. Where, why is he in Mexico? I, yeah, obviously, I think they hoped for it. Okay. But then <laughs> he doesn't come back until like later. And so I just looked it up. Tokyo Drift does occur way later in the franchise. It's actually the third movie in the franchise, but takes place in the, as the sixth movie in between Fast 6 and 7. That is so confusing. Yeah. Because in Fast 5, that's when they bring together the group of people that they met in Fast 2, the original crew, and the Tokyo Drift crew. Or parts of the Tokyo Drift crew. They bring all of those people from those three movies that have never met each other because, to be clear, one group knows Brian, one group knows Dom. When you introduce one friend group to another friend Yeah, it literally feels like that because as a viewer, you're like, I know all these people. And then you're like, they don't know each other. This is so awkward. Brian introducing his high school friends to his college friends. Yeah. To his work friends. Yeah. That's literally what happens. But yeah, the the whole series is a very interesting thing. I would say do not watch um like the canon timeline of like one, two, three, four, five, six, three, seven, eight, nine, ten. I would say watch them in the order they came out because there are some <laughs> there's some points where it's like you know something happens because it happened in the movie that happens later but happened before and they'll be like what if what if i went to tokyo <laughs> this is even more like not even just akatar but like all those sarah james books like i'll see like we've i mean i don't know what you've read but like i've only ever read like the Akatar books. I haven't read like Same. Throne of Glass or Crescent City, but I'll get videos on my For You page that are like, okay, this is the order in which you have to read all of the Sarah J. Mass books. Read these two at the same time. <laughs> then read and put them in between Court of Silver Mist and Fury and Flames and Roses. And I'm like, okay. That's doing a little too much, but or like the tandem read thing where it's like read one chapter and then the other and I'm like I'm not Yeah. I'm like I that's can't. like don't get me wrong and I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent. I love those books. Bad writing. Like I every time the writing and the plot of those books is praised, something inside me dies a little. Because if you have to like you know, okay, this is for the actor episode. I will that is for another day. But yeah, valid, valid. But yeah, that was really all I had to say about this first movie, and just like a tidbit into the saga, as it's called, 
Did we do recast or it's been a hot minute since we've recast anything? We recast we and the then recast. give rating or okay. Yeah. Would you like to go first? I feel like I kind of monologued for a second, so you can go. <laughs> okay. Uh I'll I'll do okay, yeah. Dom, I I'm gonna tell you right now, I didn't intend for it to be this way. I wouldn't say that this is like a Broadway heavy casting. Oh my god. It's just got like a handful, more than usual. Sometimes I like to sleep like one person in there, but something just aligned that I was like, let's let's branch out a little more into the into more of the Broadway musical pool. So that being said, um, because I just watched Sweeney Todd on Broadway, I watched it in between um Josh Groban's performance, which I'm sorry I didn't get to see you, but we will meet one day. And Aaron Tveit's performance or his run. And so we got Nicholas Christopher, who is absolutely amazing. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot praise enough how good this man was. And I think he's been in both um Hamilton on Broadway and Hamilton on tour as like different characters. Um, and he's bald. Not that that's a requirement. I'm crying. But like my I was like, I feel like he should be bald. Not that people can't shave their heads, but I like I can't remove the hair from your head in my head. So I just need to see you bald already. Like I need at least if like you don't have to be bald right now. I just need a photo of you bald. And this man is bald right now. So I yeah, I chose him. Amazing. He has been in some like television, I think. So yeah. Um for Brian, I cast Dylan O'Brien. I don't know how old Paul Walker was in these movies, but I was like, we gotta age some people up a little bit because this is getting too <laughs> like yeah. So yeah, Dylan O'Brien for Brian. For Mia. I put Leslie Grace Martinez, who I just remembered was in that scrapped Batgirl film. Um, mm-hmm. But I also found out was in the In the Heights movie as Nina, which I never saw, but was another unintentional yeah. musical theater person. Um, then for Letty, I cast, and like I've used her for other things before, but I just love her. Okay. Ava Noblezada, who's been in Hades Town and the Miss Saigon National Tour. I think the National Tour. Um, another Broadway person. Like oh she's gosh. just very feisty, and I think she would do very well. Um, for Jesse, I put Dominic Sessa, who I think is the youngest person on this list, but he's just like in my mind lately because of the holdovers. And I was mm-hmm. like, Jesse has to be kind of like pitiful. <laughs> Not, not quite pathetic, oh. but but like like and not that Dominic Sessa is but like hit the only reference I have for his acting is the holdovers where he's like a little whiny and Jesse's not whiny but like you know like it just gives that good balance of like naive but stubborn and I was like I think he would work and also I just want an excuse to put him in something um <laughs> Also, debatably, a musical theater person. Um, <laughs> I just know he's a theater kid in general. And there's that interview of him being like, Phantom of the Opera. I love that little weird guy. He's so tall. 
Um, and then for Vince, I put Josh Andre Rivera, who was Sejanus in the Hunger Games movie and was in West Side Story. Another musical theater. And then for Johnny, this one was too easy. I put Charles Melton. Oh. I was like, immediately, Charles Melton. Not like Dead Ringer, but like same vibes. Oh, boy. (laughs) So I'll let you know, I did not end up casting Johnny. I was just kind of scanning websites. I just couldn't find what I was looking for. I did go for younger, though. I was trying to hit early 20s with my casting. Um, So my dom is Jason Ginnell. He's a younger actor from The Get Down and On My Block. Uh, He is not bald. You had one shot. Yeah, he's not bald. Um, He's kind of young, but he's 27. So I just feel like he just looks kind of young, but I'm kind of going for a younger vibe. Uh, But he's a really good actor. For Brian, I went... (laughs) i went with harris dickinson who is he's actually not american i'm sorry y'all i saw him in iron claw and he's like okay i feel like triangle of sadness yeah i feel like he could do like it was just what i was kind of looking for for brian for um letty i went with rachel zegler I think that she could be a good Letty. Um, I, I just, I just think she could do it. Yeah. For Mia, I went for uh, Harrison Guaridola. She is a model. And also, I believe she's an actress. Um, what's it called? Yes. She, is a, she was also from The Get Down. She was just uh, gorgeous. I was just like, this is what I'm going for for Mia. Um, For (laughs) Jesse, I did Ethan uh, Katuski. Katuski? I'm sorry. I'm so horrible with names. I am so sorry to butcher them. He's from, he's Carl from Shameless. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, I yeah, just I think it'd be a good totally Jesse. See that? I can so like with see this that. group of young fast and he's only twenty four. Yeah, he's actually. I think he's maybe the youngest person I cast, other than Rachel Zegler. Um, for I couldn't end. I didn't end up casting Johnny. I didn't cast Leon, and we did end up having the same Vince. I did also choose <laughs> Josh Andre Rivera. <laughs> I love that we are on the same because <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Vince is buff like he's whiny but he's buff and yeah who's buff and whiny Josh Andre Rivera as the James <laughs> they don't let you see the buff part if he's no. Vince we get to see the buff part exactly so yeah that was my casting I did see it, but for the purposes of the audience, what did you uh, rate this movie? I love these movies, y'all. This one is one of my favorites, in addition to Tokyo Drift. Um, 
Uh, this movie's a four star for me. I just genuinely enjoy it. Not to put you on the spot, but like, do you know where you would rank it? You don't have to rank all of them, but like, do you know like where it would kind of sit? This one's number two. Oh, so high. Tokyo Drift is my number one. I like this one would be number two. Too Fast, Too Furious would be my third one. And then we kind of hit chronological order, except I would say I did like 10 more than I liked eight and nine. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I can't give any insight onto that. <laughs> um, yeah, I gave this a three because I did enjoy it. And I was like, oh, she's going to see this three and think I hated this movie. No, I didn't think that. But yeah, three and a half is kind of like my my line for like, mm-hmm. I thought this movie was like good and there were just some problems. This one, there were a lot of problems. So I didn't quite want to give it. <laughs> three and a half but those problems didn't stop me from enjoying it it's just they were there (laughs) they were there yep so that is what i gave it um did you have any letterbox reviews you liked oh my gosh i completely forgot here you go first and i'll try to see if i can find any that i like i knew i was forgetting something (laughs) you're valid i i only had two um so this one (laughs) This one is my oh pilot who gave it four stars and liked it. And they said, please stop saying race war. <laughs> because when I first watched this movie, I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> um, this next one is by Branson Reese. Uh, and they just watched it. They didn't give it a rating or anything. And they said, <laughs> Ja Rule enters a street race because if he wins, he'll get to have a threesome. And then when somebody passes him, he screams, no. <laughs> he specifically Which... screams her name. Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, so the Fast and Furious movies, uh, what I really like about them is that typically they will cast or place like um what's it called like artists that they have on the soundtrack in the movies so like ludicrous is on the soundtrack for the second movie and he's in the movies and then he continues to be parts of the movies and on the soundtracks um so like sorry i'm trying to look for something right now at the same time but when we get to like the fifth movie they have the cast also includes um like Tego Calderon or Tego Leo, which is like a pretty famous like Puerto Rican uh, musical artist. And also they have oh my gosh, Don Omar, which is another very famous musical artist from like I believe they're both Puerto Rican. And like they are both on the soundtracks. <laughs> And they have this song that's extremely famous. <laughs> like, like, they're also in the movies. They continue to be part of the movies, like, which I love about Fast and Furious. Like, they're like, you're on the soundtrack, get in a car. <laughs> they're like, 
get in the car. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This one is from Matt Singer. Um, he gave it three and a half stars and liked it. Sandwich crazy forever and always. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that caught on because I was like, oh, criminal. Yeah. Um, and then I did think that your sister was really hot. She also gave it um, you think she wants a shout out? I don't wanna I don't wanna dox her. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> Mara Koyazo. Um four stars. This is broke back mountain for car guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those were the two. Oh, something you said made me think of what was it oh yeah okay another thing was like i didn't look at the characters last names um or or the ethnicities of all of the actors um i'm unclear some of them are very clearly um hispanic or latinx Mm -hmm. i don't know what ethnicity vin diesel is i tried to look it up and the answer was like maybe italian he might be biracial. I didn't want to like delve too deep into it because it seems like a rabbit hole. But I was he he was quoted as saying like that he's confident that he's mixed, but he didn't know his birth dad. He just says that. <laughs> like he doesn't look white. I don't know, but I was like. When I was trying to recast him, I was like, I don't really completely know what to go for. <laughs> so. If you, if you look up like about Dom Toretto, this, was, this is from Polygon.com and how Latino is Dominic Toretto? And they said, per the last three films, a viewer could read Dominic Toretto as a Cuban man with a Mexican father, a white brother and sister, and a Puerto Rican grandmother. Because once we get to the 10th film, Rita Moreno, famed Puerto Rican actress, one of the first award-winning Latinas ever for her role in West Side Story, plays his grandmother. And... I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna preface this is a huge spoiler. John Cena is his brother. Okay, I, I knew that. Yeah. So, I guess you're prefacing for I feel like I might have said that earlier. So sorry <laughs> if I didn't give anybody a warning. But yeah, but they also in the like tenth movie, like I'm pretty sure what I from what I remember is that they eat a food that is Dominican. So in my head, I thought Dom and his family were Dominican. And they live in the Dominican Republic for some time. They, like, hang out with Don Omar. Like, (laughs) it's a very interesting thing. I don't think it's very clear at any point because if you look it up sometimes, he's Italian. And I was like, I don't yeah, think... Toretto is giving Italian. Yeah. But then Letty is Latina. It's um it's a bit I I don't think we ever get an answer. I'll be real. Yeah. 
I was equally <laughs> unclear with Vince, but I was just like, the vibe is giving, like they're trying to go for Latino or um, Latinx. So I was like, I'm just going to cast everyone within that as much as I can. <laughs> I feel um, that. But obviously, Brian, I'm like, Brian is white. I feel like that's. Yeah. Um, I was distracted. Not, I mean, I still heard everything you said, but the reason I was looking off to the side was I was reading the Florida plot of the um, Universal Studios ride. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So we're from Florida. Obviously, if you haven't heard it before, we are Floridians, which. Every time we don't we shut up Florida, about it, I have to say, I have to say, Floridians rise and act. We must take power through voting. <laughs> this is just like an extended version of you going, I am a hardcore Christian. Bail fan. fan. <laughs> yeah. So please, please, please. Let me get what I want, as the Smiths say, and get out to vote. Please vote. <laughs> please, please vote. Um, anyway, also involved with that. Universal Studios in Florida has the Fast and Furious Supercharged ride, which would you like to read the synopsis of this? Yeah, ride? I'll try to go quickly. Um, so guests enter. For, this is from Wikipedia. I need everyone to under... I don't know how well this paragraph is going to communicate this, but this ride make zero sense i urge you to look up i'm sure there's like a walkthrough like there did it has become infamous as being a terrible ride um but yeah so guests enter from the san francisco area of the park the facade is meant to represent a garage with dom's charger parked outside the queue winds through the garage which is full of cars from the films Guests enter a room with pictures of the characters and a television screen. They're greeted by Pat, a Universal Studios team member, who tells them about the garage. Mia Toretto calls and tells guests that Dom has won another street race and is celebrating at Sullivan's garage and that guests are invited. Hedge appears and tells them that he has a part he has party buses to take the guests there. That's you. We are the guests. So we're in the party bus. So mm-hmm. when you, yeah, I, I think that I've written it like one time and um, yeah, I think you get in the party bus. Yep. Um, where was I? Yeah. Tej appears and tells them that he has party buses to take the guests there. Guests then enter Tej's war room where they are greeted by Jamie, played by another Universal Studios team member who explains everything in the room. Tej calls and says that the buses are ready, but is called by Dom, who tells him that the FBI are honing in on their location. To make matters worse, Owen Shaw is following them. Tej then calls Hobbs, who informs him on the plot and reminds guests to turn off their phones so Shaw can't track them. Guests enter the loading area past wanted posters for Shaw and his gang. Guests board the buses and head for the party. The ride follows the same pattern as the Hollywood version, with the exception of the 3D, so the the version in... um. Florida's 3D, you get glasses. And inserted shots of Tej and Mia. I I don't know who half these people are, and I didn't know who any of these people are. When I wrote it, yeah. So Tej is ludicrous. Oh my god. Shaw is Jason Statham. Is that his name? I don't know. It's not that I didn't recognize these people when I wrote mm-hmm. it. I just don't remember anything. 
Um, so I'm sure when I went rock. through it, I was like, that's so-and-so, or at least like I vaguely recognize that person. Um, but reading this meant nothing. <laughs> this ride takes place probably, I think, maybe six or seven. Like after those? Um, I think it said that it combines like multiple things from multiple movies. It does. Yeah. It but like timeline wise where all of those characters exist is like after six, after five. Like sometime after that. Um yeah, I've ridden this ride every time I've gone to Universal Studios. I- <laughs> there's never a line. There's, there's never a line. a line. You wanna get on this ride? <laughs> just go <laughs> like, like i went to a convention once where they had speed dating and they had to beg women to join the speed dating and i feel like that's what they do at universal studios like it sits there and they they built like a huge section for it i mean i think it was something mm-hmm. before but like you know like it's a newer nice area of the park yeah i believe it was twister um it said here somewhere or something like that or like the hurricane right i think it was a weather related right disaster that was it it's like weather tornadoes like all those things yeah but at this point it's so bad to me that it's good and i was thinking about this when i was watching the movie i was like would i be upset actually took this (laughs) was it's so ridiculous like I remember writing it and you're like, what is going on? Thank God when I went on it, like we didn't, there was no line, but we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. And Mm -hmm. I was like, when we got out, I was like, if we had waited an extensive period of time for that, I would have been so mad. (laughs) So just to clarify, you get on a bus, which is a just a ton of seats like a bus like imagine like like kind of like a, a like a trolley where it's like just like straight across seating party bus yeah well i guess quote party bus but it's like straight across across seating and it's just driving on this track and it gets to a point where you're just looking at screens that are displaying things for you and they're just kind of moving around the bus and like spraying you and like having heat it is the exact same thing as the kong skull island ride it is the exact same thing, the exact same concept. They put you on a bus and then they like move you around and then show you like a video. And they came out, I believe, within the same year because my sister and I waited. Well, we were, didn't wait. We were just like, oh, these new rides are opening. Like, we'll wait and like get tickets later just to see what you it's about. We casually strolled on. We did. <laughs> and we casually strolled on to, we waited for Kong because Kong was the one that was waited for. Like, there was like, a line for kong and we get off of it and we were like that blows and then we got on the fast and furious one and we were like low key for a fast and furious ride this 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 makes sense for a fast and furious ride to get on a vehicle and then like experience it for the kong one it made less sense and also you've seen the source material for the fast and furious like visually we're just watching cars you know what i'm saying um but it does blow the the garage yeah. beforehand is kind of good though it's kind of nice like no, i can't nice, laugh you just like, have the car as, as someone who never seen the movies i'm like why are the cops chasing us what did we do we're just trying to <laughs> we're just, like, we to were just having a party like I don't, the party hasn't even started yet i don't know what we did <laughs> i never I even know. thought about that 
<laughs> from what i remember like they come out of nowhere like they're like the yeah. cops are on us and i'm like what what is their reason and it's because there's a secret informant so like jason statham and the cops are on you and then they blow up like helicopters and they're like hanging on helicopters jumping from vehicles like so much <laughs> when we there's, like, get fires around this? you can we watch it like after? Yeah, but like, it's kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie. But if you do want a ride to get out of the heat in Florida and you know there's no line, that's it. I feel it's like kind if of you like... know what you're getting yourself into, it's probably like, like you can laugh at how ridiculous it is because the yeah. Kong ride is just like boring. Yeah. But like in hindsight, the Fast and Furious one is like there's so much sensory overload happening (laughs) yeah it's it's good if you're just trying to get out of the heat for a little bit universal creative senior vice president and cco terry coop admitted the approval of the florida attraction to be the quote biggest mistake of his career So yeah, that's That's wild. I um I was doing some research for this movie. Um and I wanted to just I know we were like kind of towards the end of discussing this and we're discussing it low-key at length, but No, I did some- not expect to talk this, but I'm fine with it. But like I was like, it's what an hour and a half movie like and I didn't have Yeah, a lot this is also notes. a short like um do you want to hear some of the influences behind the film oh yeah rebel without a cause 1955 the road warrior 1981 point break which is 91 with keanu reeves and patrick swayze the need for speed from 94 and grand theft auto from 97 was that a movie or did the game come out in 97 i think thought there was a movie for it oh i didn't know that so when the movie was made michelle rodriguez and jordana brewster so letty and mia didn't even have their license or even their learner's permits when they filmed these movies and drama vin diesel and michelle rodriguez were dating off screen during filming yeah oh now that's worse knowing their ages i thought that this was just a casting thing oh no do you want to know who auditioned for mia yes tell me natalie portman sarah michelle geller kristen dunce bijou phillips and jessica beale okay well interesting and for paul walker mark Wahlberg, christian bale and eminem were all considered Thank goodness we got Paul Buck. Also, a thing that I wouldn't have been to... anti-Christian Bale, but like I don't know if I could have like he no. is British. I know he's good at the accent, but he is British. Yeah. But also Dominic's uh RX7, which is a the only foreign car that Dom really drives in the entire 10 movies. He does not like driving foreign cars. Nothing beats American muscle. Um, but <laughs> they say that later in the movies. Like, <laughs> I promise there. 
<laughs> it's it's a thing. Um, so it had a roll cage originally, which is like an additional part of the car, but they had to remove it because Vin Diesel, quote, Vin Diesel's physique needed to be accommodated. He was so jagged, they had to take it out, which I've seen videos of him doing like even later movies and he's too big to get in the car. Like he's like squeezing in these little cars and it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Those are just some fun facts I had about this that I thought were funny. Yeah. But yeah. That that movie was a ride. <sighs> it always is. <laughs> All right. What do you love this week? This week. Hmm. What do I love? This week. Uh, Oscar noms. Oscar noms. Gosh. Some big names got, um, you know, Oscar noms. Um, and people of color were nominated in every acting category this year for the first time ever. Win. So huge win. Um, I'm so excited. Like there were there were some big wins, and uh, I'd like to let y'all know. Godzilla minus one is in the running. They're in the running. I believe it was for best visual, visual effects. Yeah. Yeah. So, heck yeah. Big win for me. Other than that, I've kind of just been, you know, on that phone. So, not a lot of. A lot of like brain activity happening, <laughs> just kind of at school, doing my thing. Um, I've liked that it's gotten warmer this week. That's been a big win for me. Finally, it's not snowing. And yeah, I um, I'm trying to think. Like, even if I've seen really any movies, oh, I did see Iron Claw, and it was really good. And I am disappointed. Like, like I do wish Zac Efron's performance was acknowledged a little more because it it was really good like yeah i think that movie just simply came out too late yeah no it did but incredible performance but i wish it was more recognized just in general by media but um yeah i think that was really it for me what, what about you what have you loved this week um, I also enjoyed listening to the Oscar nominations announcements. Um, was not fully paying attention because I was driving, but um, yeah, upon looking at the nominations again, I'm pretty satisfied with all of them. I have some thoughts that like will be here for like another hour, and we are going to watch some Oscar nominees next month. Um, leading up to the awards so i'll have plenty of time to talk about it if i remember but yeah i mean i'm generally satisfied with whatever got nominated like it was really competitive like 2022 i mean like the movies in 2022 and then the awards last year um mm -hmm. everything everywhere all at once was pretty much like a shoe in for every category almost uh, that it was in so it was exciting for that reason especially because it was such a different movie not just to be nominated but to be mm -hmm. like to win yeah um, 
but like this year is exciting because there's so many like genuinely not the last years weren't good but like genuinely good movies that were like on par with one another and that like i like if half the winners won like any just like random take one out of like a bag i'd be satisfied yeah so yeah but it's we we got to do some kind of like predictions thing <laughs> one thing i forgot to mention that i was really excited for holdovers um just like taking it you know paul giamatti and divine joe randolph and i'm i'm excited i'm excited i'm so happy that they got noms and i hope they win yeah non-oscars things though i lost my mom found it when i got back from my trip but i lost my grand canyon water bottle which i loved very dearly and so I bought an Owala and ordered it to my friend's apartment because <laughs> I was like, everyone's been yapping about Owalas. And like, mm-hmm. I don't understand Stanley Cups. If you like them and you buy them how you should be consuming a normal water bottle, get one, maybe two. I love that for you. I don't understand them. They don't seem very practical to me. <laughs> but an Owala, I am in love with my Owala bo- like water bottle. I realized at the end of this trip that I bought little to no souvenirs besides stickers to put on this water bottle like for all intents and purposes the water bottle was my souvenir uh despite not coming from (laughs) either (laughs) a a normal product that's sold everywhere in the country um but yeah it's full of stickers already and it's my new pride and joy um not to sound like an ad but you can tip it. And I feel like, you know, when you're getting to a certain age, when you start getting excited about water bottles, but like you can tip it to drink it in large quantities or there's a straw and they're in the there's same a chug function. Yeah, there's a chug function and there's a sip function. The t- technology these days is crazy and you can close <laughs> it, but you can also lock it. And you can throw that thing around and nothing will come out. I thought something spilled in my bag. And I was like, no, my Owala water bottle is faulty. It was coffee. I put a bottle of coffee in there. Spilled. Dang. A my Owala would not coffee? do that to me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> look, I'm really embarrassed. But I was in a hurry and my throat hurt and I needed something cold. I deliberately passed Starbucks. Only to buy in a rush a bottle of Starbucks coffee. Oh my gosh. And I was like, no. And that's what I get. Yeah. I get coffee in my backpack. But yeah. Um, then I don't know if you've seen it, but the, I I don't even know if it's real. The Dune popcorn bucket. <laughs> Where it looks like a, if you don't know what we're talking about, look at it. I hope it's, I hope it's real. I really hope it's real. And if it's real, I hope that it's too late for them to take it back. I will pay a a fat amount of money to have (laughs) one of these popcorn buckets. Like, you don't understand. I never, I didn't like, I love Taylor Swift's music. Did not buy any of the Taylor Swift, like, merch that was released by amc because i was just like why um 
this popcorn bucket, I need it. I need it expeditious. Um, and then the last two are songs. One is Modern Girl by Bleachers and Everything by Muna. Um, I don't I hope I don't get made fun of this or for this, but Modern Girl by Bleachers is giving me Billy Joel. Um it's so good. I think there's basis for that. I think they're I think Bleachers, or at least some of Bleachers, is from New Jersey. I'm thinking of the right person, right? Am I digging myself in a deeper no hole? I have no idea. I'm sorry. We'll find out. We'll see. I'm a sorry. I'm I'm a sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a sorry. I'm sorry if I am completely incorrect with the artist that I'm thinking of who's from New Jersey. I'm 99% sure I'm thinking of Billy Joel. But yeah, so those are the songs I've been on. Everything has especially been out for like years at this point. Modern Girl came out um September of last year, but I just heard them recently and I've been loving them. So yeah. You ready to watch that Fast and Furious ride? Heck yeah. Man. I love film. <laughs>